Welcome to Mental Millennials with your host, Shelby Friesen. So today I've got Austin Hebert on the podcast and we're going to be talking a little bit about some lifestyle and health habits that have led to a bit of an odd um, health scenario um, to some hospital trips and some unexpected things uh, with you. So I guess to start, you want to go back? We can go back to like, I moved to Calgary. And then when I moved back was with like, it all kind of spiraled out of control because I moved to Calgary for some different reasons. I was seeing a girl at the time and it was just, Hey, let's, I was fresh out of high school and I had kind of like, I started cooking at Chance Palace in Langley on 88th. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The only white dude in the kitchen. Oh my, and how did you get that job? Why'd they even hire you? My sister was a server there. She, that She's was, like, hey, hire my white brother. <laughs> yeah, into a Chinese food place. That's awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, st- I started like dishwashing a bunch and then I'd like do the odd job for the guys in the back and stuff. And I was like, well, c- cooking's pretty sick actually. Like I kind of <laughs> like this. Yeah. And then I moved to Calgary, which I, my uncle is an exec chef there and I was like, this is perfect. I get to move with my girlfriend. I have a job secured and it's not in Langley, mm-hmm. which was like, I didn't want to be in Langley at the time. Had enough of it. <laughs> yeah. So you moved out to Calgary from here with a girl. Yeah. I moved into my aunt and uncle's place in the basement. With her? With No. And she moved into her dad's place because she was from Calgary originally. Oh, okay. Okay. And then I like fully embraced the cooking life. Which already in and of itself is like the most unhealthy lifestyle, if you ask me. It's just not trying to brag, but it's like, it's long hours. It's ridiculous amount of work. And if you're not fully committed, it sucks. (laughs) Like I know so many people that are like, oh, cooking is so fun and it's easy. And then you get put into like that high pressure situation. You're just like, get me out. I don't want this. Yeah, it's definitely different. If you're just cooking at home for fun, as opposed to in a commercial kitchen, stressing out all the time. Um, So, so you hadn't gone to school before it for then he had a restaurant out there you were interested and he was going to let you kind of just learn through that. So I had like, I was talking to him about it because I actually had applied to state polytechnic in Calgary. And because first nations, I don't pay for school. Mm -hmm. It was like, fuck it. I'm moving on to campus. I'm getting my own knives and shit. I'm going to school. This is the real thing, right? And like, for some reason, it didn't work out with our First Nations band. It wasn't funded or something. It wasn't Mm. on the school board of lists or whatever. So it was just like, sorry, no dice. And then me and my girlfriend broke up a couple times, which was a fucking mess. And then... Like the second time I was like, yo, I need to leave Calgary. This city sucks. It's cold. I literally commuted three hours to get to work. Oh, you were not close to your job. Oh, no. I lived in the north and worked in the south. And the transit system in Calgary is a fucking joke. Oh, my. Yeah, that doesn't sound very enjoyable. No, it wasn't fun. And it's snowing nine months of the year. So I was like, fuck it. I'm moving back to to Langley because that's where all my friends are and everything. I literally left everybody. How long were you there for in total? Uh, like almost just under two years. Cause oh, so quite a while. A while, but not like 
I don't know. I just, it wasn't for me, man. Yeah. It was not good for me. Well, it's not like when, you were there for two months and just decided, fuck it, I'm coming home. Like, well, you, yeah. you stuck it out and tried. Yeah, yeah. Like, I legitimately tried mm-hmm. to like it and it just, it, it wasn't for me. And you were in that kitchen. That's where you worked, like, the whole time. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, time. Yeah. I was, that's when I first got introduced to, like, this is what a 10 hour shift is. Mm-hmm. This is what, actually trying at your job is this is what taking pride in what you do is and that was like a really good basis for me Mm -hmm. and then I moved back home and then I started hanging out with all my regular friends again and then it's it just got to the point where like I had left Calgary and this is when I was like fragile in the sense because like I just broke up with my girlfriend I was 18 I no I was nine no I was 18 when I moved back and I was like, well, I didn't you could, know. So you could drink out there. Oh yeah. I had my, I had three like milestone birthdays. Cause I moved to Calgary. I had my 19th birthday there, which was 18. And then mm-hmm. I moved back home. Cause I moved there when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back home and I had my 19th birthday and then 20s 20. And then we went to Vegas for my 21st. And I was just like, this is a lot. <laughs> like, this is not good for me. But, like, as soon as I moved back from Calgary, I didn't have, like, a structured system Mm -hmm. for myself because I had quit my job. And then I came back, and for, like, three months, I didn't have a job. I was, like, smoking weed every day. I was drinking too much. And then, oddly enough, I had, like, this really weird group of friends where we would, like, we took this shed in my backyard and we literally turned it into a trap house <laughs> where it was like, sure, anybody can come over at any time and we can like smoke weed, <laughs> smoke darts. Like this is when I was like, I was smoking like a pack a day. I was drinking a six pack like in a week, which wasn't a lot. But like for yeah. me at the time, it mm-hmm. was like, whoa, yeah. let's get twisted kind of thing. <laughs> And then it just, it really turned south because that's when I didn't have a job. I had literally nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So I would wait for my friends to get off so we could smoke weed and hang out in this shed and do nothing all day, right? It was so unhealthy. <laughs> but where did you get the money? Like, or did you just have some money banked? I like just had money back? banked. Okay, yeah. so you weren't really worried about it. No. Um, we, I, I actually had a friend who had the same thing. Like they had property down by zero Ave and they built, they had a, sh- they called it the shack. And oh, everybody no. would just go over there and get fucking hammered, smoke weed. Oh, yeah. like, it was like, when you said that right, it was like literally the same thing. I know exactly oh, yeah. what you're talking about. Um, and I get one thing I'm curious about, like throughout that time, like what were your eating habits like? Oh dude, I was like, what were you generally like you were drinking, smoking a lot of weed. And then I found Coke. Oh, nice. Yeah, very good for you, let me tell you. <laughs> but it's like, I wasn't eating anything because yeah, I was like out doing shit. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be with my friends. And this kind of like, it just stuck with me. Like, I weigh 128 pounds. I've weighed that since grade 10 mm-hmm. or whatever. And I just, I've developed the worst shitty eating habits. And it's, I swear to God, from kitchens. And yeah. it was like, it got to the point where I was in Calgary and I would, I would take smoke breaks over taking food breaks mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. getting well, a five minute smoke was like, suppresses your appetite. It's enjoyable. And it relaxes you for five minutes. It's enjoyable. <laughs> it was enjoyable. Yeah. I was going to say, because yeah, that suppresses your appetite. So would like any of the other drugs, maybe oh, not yeah. weed, but even, 
alcohol, I think maybe just the way you feel like the next day, it's always kind of like, you're not really hungry. Cause you kind of don't feel I'm the best. As fuck. Cause I feel like I had similar eating habits where yeah. I always was kind of just like not hungry. I didn't, no. I didn't, I never felt it. I never felt good enough to eat. I just yeah, kind of felt shitty up. and I was like, fuck, it's just nicer if I don't eat. I exactly. It's like, I'll eat if I'm like detrimentally hungry <laughs> yeah. or I'll drink some water. And like, I wasn't drinking water. Like, I just lived this really shitty, unhealthy lifestyle from, like, the age of 18 to, like, until I got sick. Mm -hmm. And all of, like, I would get home from work, smoke weed, hang out with my friends, and then go to bed or stay up till 3. And then and when I moved back from Calgary, it was, I was going to school because... I had fi- kind of figured out what I wanted to do after that trap house era of my life. Okay, so yeah, after the shack, then after you decided the shack, I should do yeah. something. And then I was I was uh I was working at Joey downtown. Mm-hmm. And then I I looked into VCC. So I was working on the weekends at Joey. I had open Joey. Mm-hmm. And then from Monday to Friday I would go to school. But I lived in Langley and to commute cuz I didn't drive. Yeah, have you ever drove? No. I had, Do you have a license? I have my learners, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my learners for like five years, though, because yeah. I got it in Calgary, and then I did a bunch of stupid shit in Calgary. So you have an Alberta learners? No, because okay. I just got my BC one. Oh, okay. So you are going to drive at some point. Yeah, way. actually, okay. my end test is in 20, 29 days. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you want some driving lessons, come over. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants me on the road. <laughs> but... uh I didn't drive, so I was commuting from Langley to Vancouver every day, literally every day. Mm-hmm. So I would get up at five. I wouldn't eat yeah. because fuck eating at five. I'd have a <laughs> smoke of coffee because that's what you do. Well, coffee too will oh, suppress so the bad. appetite, yeah. Because the, the best thing when I smoked, the best thing in my entire life was waking up, having a smoke of coffee. And most people are like, that's fucking savage. I'm like... You have no idea how great it is. <laughs> I well, I, I did the same thing except I used to smoke those really gross, uh, like cigars. What the hell? Oh, are they the called? fucking like the Captain Blacks or the Black Cats or uh, whatever. Bullseyes. Oh my god, those are so savage. And because I used to work in Whistler, when I would drive home, I would stop at the native gas station in Squamish. They're dirt cheap, half price. Yeah, so I'm man. like, I'm like, man, why wouldn't you smoke? It's only four bucks a pack. Like you got to be dumb not to do this. It's right. so cheap, which like fuck what an idiot but like i would same thing i'd go to tim hortons get a coffee and like a bagel and then i would show up to work i would drink the coffee just smoke one of those and then i would never eat the bagel because i just felt so (laughs) shitty i was like okay i'm not gonna eat it's so bad for you Mm -hmm. but i'd I'd wake up at five have my smoked coffee get to the bus and this is when i went to school there was a there was some dicey weeks in there where i was like fuck this yeah but i get to school and then all day. I'm, and this is the shitty thing. People think that people who work in kitchens are like, oh, you must eat all day. It's like, bruh, no. I didn't <laughs> yeah. pay for any of this food. Yeah. Like, I taste my food, but I'm not out here eating full fucking meals. Yeah, yeah. This is not how this works. But I'm at school. I'm around food all day. So, well, do you don't get to, de- at school, you just taste it. You don't eat it? We taste it for the most part. Like, yeah, you eat, eat it. it. Well, because it's VCC, they can't make a profit off of their food. They sell it back to the people that are there. So for like first block is like, this is how you hold a knife. Second block is uh, brunch service. So you have recess at school, which is, I think it's So the students minutes. can buy yeah, it, so but you don't get to eat it. 
No, and and public. It's oh. open to everybody. Okay, okay. So it's they just they teach you short line brunch, mm-hmm. and then you cook for staff, students, and whoever the fuck wants to come into VCC for brunch. Okay. And then later on you do butchery and shit, and then they resell that back upstairs because they have a grocery store Mm -hmm. because you do butchery and bakery and you can get shit at cost. Oh. Because technically you need a business license to sell all of it Mm -hmm. if you want to make profit. And they're a school of business. They can't do that. So So it's just at cost. You can get a loaf of bread for like 50 cents. Hmm. And it's cooked by fucking bill over there (laughs) so it's it's whatever right like they're just making money back Mm -hmm. but it it got to the point where i would go to school not eat all day get home and sleep Mm -hmm. because i fuck i was i get home from school sleep and then wake up at nine hang out with my friends till three get two hours of sleep and then go back to school Oh, okay. So I was... Terrible sleeping habits. Oh, yeah. I was all over the map. And then in between that, I was like... I'd hang out with friends on a Wednesday and we'd do mushrooms. And then I'd wake up the next morning still high and go to school. I'd be like, this is not how normal people function. Because I wanted to have the social life that everybody had Mm -hmm. that I didn't. But still be going to school, making sure that I had somewhat set up a career for myself. Yeah. And then it like all came crumbling down because I like... It was, I can't remember when, but it was like third block and it's soup, stocks, and sauces. And I missed like a full week because I had made the bad decision to, I think it was a Thursday night and we had went out drinking and then we went back to the shed because the shed was back up in commission again. Oh my, you brought it back. Oh yeah. I was like, we're not done with this yet. (laughs) (laughs) And we had like, we moved a drum kit in there. How big was the shed? Oh God. It was like... Half of, I'd say like a good quarter of this room. Okay. A bit bigger, like. So like a couple hundred square feet. Yeah, like okay. three fifths of the room. Yeah, yeah. Which is really awkward number, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's accurate. But okay. We had like a quarter pipe in there at one point. Okay, so it's more, it's like a half, it's like a single car garage. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And um, I'm picturing like a shitty shed you buy from Costco that's fucking oh, plastic. But it, no, 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 no. Okay. This was like Get a, a garden shed. Park, bro. Yeah. But it was like the tool shed, so we ripped everything out, and it looked fucking awful. Like, it was <laughs> gross. It was literally just the fucking the uh, studs and then the wall and then shingles from the other side and shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you gotta wet the whistle. <laughs> fucking... It was the Thursday night we were drinking... And it was like 10.30. We're like, yo, the beer store closes. We need to go right now. And I was like, perfect. I was on my bike. My other homie was on his skateboard sketching me. And I, me being like, yo, you want to see something really cool? I tried to pop a wheelie off the curb. Oh, my. <laughs> this is what I knew I fucked up is when I looked back down as I'm in the air and my front tire just kept rolling. Oh, my. <laughs> I fucking rode those handlebars into the ground and <laughs> s- ended up splitting my chin open. And I had a concussion and all this shit. And I missed like a week of school. And then I was like. Fuck school. I'm not going anymore because I want to hang out with my friends. Oh, my God. And then I missed that whole block. And you need to maintain a 70% average. Mm-hmm. And if you miss a day, it's 10%. Or if you're late, it's 5%. Or if your oh. uniform is... Yeah, like off your whole like grade for yeah, that block. Yeah. 
And if you like your uniforms dirty and all this shit. So like it was really well regimented, but if you fucked up, you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Oh man, I never actually finished culinary school because I didn't take it seriously enough. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize like I'm drinking too much. I'm yeah. smoking too much weed. I still smoke too much weed. And like, <laughs> it was just the lifestyle I had lived and was living. Wasn't, maybe the best mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for not even a long future, but just like in general, like yeah, yeah. you drink yourself under the table and then you have to be up at, and functioning again in like two hours. But it also seems kind of normal in the time because that's what all your friends are doing. Well, exactly. But it they doesn't... weren't, they weren't waking up at five and commuting downtown. They no, were, no. they were going to their nine to five or their eight to whatever fucking job and doing what normal humans do. Yeah. And it just wasn't, that wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so, so you never finished culinary school? No, and that was like the biggest chip on my shoulder because I had come from the executive chef uncle that taught me everything. And then I was in school, thought I knew everything so I could slack off and not okay. show up some days and not take it seriously. And do all the things my friends are doing mushrooms, like weed all the time and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it just got to the point where like, I like literally self-destructed in school mm-hmm. at like baking. And I fully dropped out of baking. Cause I was like, fuck it. I'm first of all, I'm not a baker. Fuck baking. It sucks. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck it, man. Like I'll just go write the final exam. Hopefully I pass. Mm-hmm. And then ended up not passing. I was like sick. This is exactly what I wanted. I don't know shit about cooking. Yeah. And then, and this is when I was working at Joey and I was like, fuck you guys. I know everything. And then that habit, I was like, ah, this is so disappointing. (laughs) Just the ultimate letdown. Yeah. Right. Cause like you go into it thinking I'm the smartest guy on Mm -hmm. earth. And then this shit happens. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Which fucked me up even more because that's what I started like really hit the shit hard because mm-hmm. i was oh so you so you actually it took your lifestyle worse oh yeah because it, i i was like on top of the world going to school for cooking and all this shit and then i didn't amount to anything which was like the biggest hardest thing for me to swallow and then i was like working at joey for a bit and then i moved to kits Sorry, I moved my job to Kits. Oh, okay. So then I was opening at Kits. So I was basically doing the same thing I was doing before, but I was working in mornings. Mm -hmm. So I was basically like I was back at school again. Oh, you went back to school? No, sorry. Like I was living the same lifestyle and then started doing it again. Yeah, yeah. I like relapsed the same circle. Did, Did you take like time off? No. You just like basically quit school, quit at Joey's, started working in kids. Well, Joey promoted me to kids because I like. Oh, it's a kids. It's one of their kids. Restaurants. It was local because oh, local. Yeah, 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 it's owned by Joey. Okay, okay. But um, they still saw potential in me and it's not like I was damaged goods by any means. I just had this giant chip on my shoulder and you could totally tell. Yeah, I yeah. was like, could have gone pro in high school if it weren't for my bum knee kind of thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started going to fucking local every day. And I had to open, so I was like, still doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you didn't listen. You didn't learn the first time. Yeah, this is me talking to myself now. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> you're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And then, I I realized it wasn't working. 
Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, fuck it. I'm working close to home. I'm going to start working on myself because mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck I want right now. Yeah. And that's when, like, I I kind of had a glimpse of, like, wow, good for me. <laughs> I'm helping myself. Yeah. And then it, it just, it fell back on itself again because I was, I started working at, at Fortitude. Okay. And this is when, like, I kind of started taking my cooking seriously. And I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. But I was still living a shitty lifestyle. I was still drinking every day after work. I was still smoking weed after work. I still didn't eat anything because I was working so much. And I just wanted to be so good at what I was doing. Yeah. Because Fortitude was closer to home. Mm -hmm. And then this is when I was like, hey, mom, this is what I want to do with my life. And she was like, rad, let's do it. Yeah. And I'm I'm lucky to have that, like, support behind me of, like, really good family and all that. I just never really tapped into that before. <laughs> yeah, you never really take advantage of it. Yeah, exactly. So it got to the point where I actually used it and then never did anything with it. Because I had told my mom what I wanted to do. And then I just, it's such a vicious cycle that you can get yourself into of a shitty lifestyle because it's, you don't even really notice it until it's in full effect. <laughs> until a, you're like in the shit. It just becomes a norm, I think. Yeah. Like it slowly you get builds comfortable. up and you just don't really understand. I don't think it's not not understanding. It just feels normal. That's how you yeah. always feel. So how do you, re- you don't really know anything different. Exactly. And then I started working at Fortitude and this is when I like worked myself to death. Mm-hmm. Quite literally. <laughs> and then... Like, it just, I was smoking, I wasn't eating, it was the the worst thing that I could be doing to myself I was doing, mm-hmm. and not really being like, hey, maybe you should stop, hey, maybe you should do some exercise, hey, maybe you should eat regularly. So, like, I guess during that, were you, a, like, were you aware that what you were doing was bad, like, a little bit, or you just... You didn't really know. You just like... I would say like I would play dumb. Okay. Because it was, it was just easier to not... So you would think about like, man, I should probably yeah. stop doing all this stuff. Oh, yeah. But then you just kept doing the it. The amount of times where I've like sat myself down and wrote things out that I really needed to accomplish mm-hmm. and then never saw that list again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people do it, but it's just like... I don't know. It, it's, it's, it gets to the point where it's like... You write those lists, you start, and then you stop writing them and start thinking about it, and then you stop thinking about it, and then it's just. It it's, can also it's be a anymore. lot too. If if you say you're doing all those things, you're drinking, you're smoking, yeah, you're super stressed out, you're working all the time to change all of that, is, and you're it's like you're changing your entire life. So for oh, someone yeah. to just stop dead and do that, it's very hard. Yeah, Whereas it's, if you had really small goals, like maybe I'll stop drinking as much or do those sorts of things, but. In the moment, that just doesn't really seem doable. It's kind of like, no. why would I want to just do a little bit less of this when I should not be doing it at all? But the not doing it all is too big of a jump. Exactly. And I feel like it just, it got to the point where it was like, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. I'm alive. I'm still doing what I like on the weekends with my homies. And I'm still at work enjoying my job and loving my job. But it just... I I had gotten to the point where I would eat once a day, but I would crush a full pack of smokes. 
like it was no problem. <laughs> and this was like a daily occurrence though. Cause it was, it was, it was easy. Like it was, it was my comfortable, my comfortable, comfortableness, comf- comfortability. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I, I don't think smoking a pack a day is that unnormal. No, uh, maybe but, not now, but I know a lot of smokers who would smoke a pack. Oh yeah. Day. And yeah. it's nothing to them, right? No, it's just, Whatever. It's how they live their life. And you don't really le- realize it's a shitty lifestyle until it's you get hit with an ultimatum. Yeah. And then I got sick. And it got it it made me realize that you don't really realize how shitty a lifestyle you live until you get put into a situation like that. Mm-hmm. And then like we were talking about before, like you do live a very good lifestyle after something traumatizing like that happens for like a week or a month and then you yeah. go back to your old ways again. Like, yeah. like I did every single time. Yeah. But it's super easy to fall back into that same pattern. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And then, yeah, I started working in fortitude. I started taking my job a bit more seriously. I started working more. I started smoking more, stopped eating. And then it all kind of boiled down to one day. Well, I guess like two mm-hmm. really. I I was feeling shitty the night before and then I woke up and me and my manager, Nate had a tea time. We were golfing and I had drank the night before quite a bit. I, I'm, I can't remember what day it was. It had to have been a Monday or a Sunday. Cause I got off early on those days. So I go and drink and have, hang out with friends like I did yeah. <laughs> and smoke a bunch of cigarettes. And we got to the golf course. I knew there was something wrong immediately when, because Nate picked us up breakfast and I, I had like two bites out of my fucking breakfast sandwich and a sip out of the coffee. I was like, fuck that. I can't even just, do, I can't so you already it. didn't feel good before you even got there. Yeah. I, I thought it was just like, I haven't had a smoke yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I got into the car and it was whatever. Yeah. And whole seven comes around and I know something's kind of wrong too. Cause I couldn't smoke either. I'd like have a smoke and I'd get halfway through it and be like, this is really shitty. And I love smoking. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I know, bad. I love it. <laughs> it's so sick. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't drink water. I couldn't, it go right through me. I couldn't. And then I was like, oh, you know what's even better than water? Beer. <laughs> and it was a gorgeous sunny day about having a beer. And at this point in hindsight, I guess it wasn't the greatest idea because I guess I gave myself sunstroke as well oh, in the yeah. sun. And then later on that golf game, I think it was hole 18 or 17. Yeah. And I had literally shit myself. <laughs> Holy fuck. And I haven't told anybody <laughs> that. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't think I remember you telling me that. No, it was <laughs> awful. And I didn't even tell Nate. I went to the bathroom, cleaned myself up, and I'd work later. And I was so upset that I I was more upset at the fact that I was kind of sick and shit myself rather than me being sick in the first place. I was yeah. more upset that I shit myself a yeah. bit. And I think, I think most people would be. Yeah, right? And <laughs> I, like, I didn't tell anybody. I tell Nate that I'm not feeling good. And this is when I like... I guess I started developing jaundice, which is when your skin goes yellow and okay, shit. Yeah. And I like, I got to work. And the first thing I did as I ran down to fucking, what's that boy's uh, clothing store? 
Oh, next to Bellingham. Yeah, and I bought myself new underpants, threw the old ones away because I was ashamed of it, and Holy didn't tell anybody. Shit. <laughs> and I fucking go to work. Like oh. it never happened. Yeah, yeah. And like I was never feeling bad. I just like kind of pushed it away. Once you cleaned yourself up, you were good <laughs> yeah, to go. Yeah, I was like 100%, let's go. And I get to work and I tried to, I was trying to drink some water and I was like puking that up. And then I tried to eat something. I was shitting that all over the place. Started to get gross <laughs> like that, but that's the reality of yeah. it. And then I went across to Lee's and I bought some Pepto and Pepto wouldn't do anything for me. That came back up just as pink as it went down. <laughs> And fucking, I was looking at my chef and I'm like, man, I'm not feeling hot right now. Like, I need to go. I couldn't stay out of the bathroom for more than five minutes. And he's like, yeah, man, you need to get out of here. Like, go. Yeah. And I get my sister to come pick me up. I get another bottle of Pepto, because duh. Oh, you had a couple. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just never something even think about. I never Drinking. did either. I don't know why. It's just like I've seen people do it. This is the f- and this was the first time I bought Pepto, and I was like, "Oh, it's got to be that." Then that's what it is. It's got to be that. <laughs> it's definitely not all the cigarettes I've been smoking. And it's nothing. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with all the liquor and weed I smoke. And I, I get my sister to pick me up, and we go to A and W. Of course, is the first place yeah. you go when I you're not feeling well. Like, need some food, go to A&W. <laughs> yeah, right? The fastest of fast foods. Yeah. And we get home. I crush that. Drink more Pepto. Fall asleep on the couch. And then I wake up. And this is, like, when I'm like, uh-oh. We're in trouble. Because mm-hmm. I had fully sweat through my, my, like, I sweat through jeans, man. I was wearing jeans and like a t-shirt and I'm like shaking cause I have this fever and it was like the worst feeling I think I've ever felt my whole life other than being at the hospital <laughs> without yeah. all the other shit that was happening. But this was like the end of the end for mm-hmm. me, I feel like. And then I call my mom. I'm like, I can't, I can't breathe properly. Like there's, it feels like somebody's standing on my chest. Mm-hmm. I'm hot as fuck. I have a fever. I I don't know what's going on. I can't drink water. And my mom always taught me that it was if it was longer than 24 hours to let her know. You never go to bed feeling like shit. Like if it's with your body. Mentally, talk to my mom about it, whatever. But it was like, body-wise, get that shit checked out. So we, we ended up going to Langley General at like, I think it was like 8.39 and then I get checked in, and this was, like, the fastest check-in I've ever had, I guess, because they kind of had some suspicions of shit. Yeah, you just probably really didn't look good. Yeah, I was yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm, like, sitting in emergency. I get moved from a bed to a chair, back to a different chair, and I was there overnight, and I told my mom to go because I was like, you're no good to me here. You're no good to yourself. Tired as fuck in the morning. Yeah go home, get some sleep, blah, 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 blah. And my mom goes home, and at, like, 2.30 in the morning, I'm talking to this nurse, and she's like, okay, let's go through your symptoms again. I'm like, bruh, I just told somebody, go get it from that guy. It's 2 in the morning, I'm trying to sleep, and I feel like an ass. Yeah. And we're going through it all. She's like, talk me through it, blah, 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 blah. I tell her what's going on, and... 
at like 4.35, I get moved up to peds because a bed got opened up. What and is peds? Oh, pediatrics. It's like the child's unit. Okay. And it were was awful. Were you a child? Why did you have to go there? Because it was the only available bed. Oh, okay. They were just shuffling me around. I moved spots like six times. And I'm, I'm, I have my little IV thing. I'm in a wheelchair. I'm getting carted You're around. like a fucking old man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was dope, though. Everybody yeah. was getting me shit. I was like, this being sick is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I get up to peds, and then this, like, gang of doctors and nurses come in. And they just start rifling off a bunch of shit that's wrong with me. And I'm like, dude, I am in no position to be hearing about any of this. And then my mom shows up and they're talking to my mom. They're talking to me and they're like, essentially what's happening to you right now is you have kidney and liver failure. And I was like, what the fuck? How? Where did that come <laughs> yeah. from? I was like two days before I was having a great time at work. Mm-hmm. It was sunny. It was in the middle of summer. And I was like, what the fuck's going on, man? Like, what do you mean? And he's like, we can't really figure it out. We can't tell you. We have no other information for you other than you're kind of fucked. Yeah. And it's then it's failing. Yeah. Like you're screwed right now. And they wanted me to go to St. Paul's downtown because they have like a designated kidney liver unit. And the guy's telling me all these things that I need to get done halfway through it. He's trying to explain it to me and I have no idea. And then he goes, okay, you need to go for an MRI. You need a, you need one of those, what's the fucking, they rub. Ultrasound. Ultrasound. You go for an ultrasound. You go for an x-ray. I had everything under the sun done to me. And at like six o'clock, I get sent up to pediatrics and this dude comes in with a fucking thing. He puts a catheter in and I was so pissed off. Because I, mean, I have no idea what's going on. Well, at that point, too, when he was going to do that, did you feel so bad that it didn't really matter what they had yeah. to do anymore? I had kind of reached the point where it was like, you know what? I, I'm assuming I'm in this for the long run now. Mm-hmm. You just do what you got to do, man. Like, fucking get it over with. Because I feel like sitting here right now of me thinking of going to the hospital and getting a catheter, be like, holy fuck, that'd be brutal. But when you're actually in there and those like, you just feel like oh, there's yeah. nothing else you can do. And I feel like you get so shitty and feel so shitty that yeah. it doesn't really matter. They just no. put it in and it would be a totally different experience if you went to get one. Like, Hey, let's normally. do something fun. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> no. that it would be, but I, as weird as it is, I don't think it's, it seems as bad when you're in the situation. You're no. Like, just At that point it. I was like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Fix me. (laughs) Put it anywhere you want. (laughs) I don't care anymore. Yeah. And he puts a catheter in and my pee bag is like brown, like Coca-Cola brown. And there's like shit floating in my pee and all this shit. Oh, yeah. It was awful. And then at at like 7 o'clock in the morning, I get sent over to St. Paul's and... As soon as I get into St. Paul's, it's probably the scariest room I've ever been in. Is that emergency room? There's like people shooting up outside. There's people tweaking in the lobby. There's this dude having a mental breakdown over here. And then there's the ambulance guy like, oh, yeah, just a regular day in the life. 
And I was like, this is fucked up. This is not where I should be right now. I'm not this sick. <laughs> Did you have to wait in with all those oh, people? Oh, yeah, because like, I had to get processed. Oh, they don't just bring you right in? No, because I was... I thought you kind of got to skip all that. No, I wish. Oh, <laughs> I really wow. only wish. And then I get processed. They do all the paperwork. I have like nine bands on my arm of all the shit that's going on. And then I got straight into an emergency room. And then I met my doctor, Dr. Farah, who's my kidney specialist, my nephrologist. <laughs> and she's like sitting there explaining what she thinks is happening. And at this point, I have my dad there. I have my mom there. I have my sister there. And everybody's losing it because I look like shit. <laughs> I haven't moved out of a bed in like two hours. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like shit. Yeah. And this dude is trying to put this neck catheter in. And I, it, the, the shittiest part was probably either that or the anaphylactic shock thing. And he's like, he numbed my neck and he's like, okay, you're not going to want to look for this part. <laughs> and then he's Man, like, I don't even want turn to your head. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, dude? It's been a long day and it's only seven o'clock. Get what you need to get done. And he's cutting open my neck, putting this tube in. And then I'm sitting there, hating life, wanting to go home and sleep. And then she's like, okay, two o'clock hits. We're going to hit you with some dialysis. And dialysis is when they take all the blood or plasma out of your body and then replace it with somebody else's. Yeah. And I guess somewhere along the way, nobody was like, hey, does this guy have some allergies or anything? Mm -hmm. Or I guess they did and didn't realize that other people don't or might not or have like a pool of blood that's just like, this is Bill's, take it and go. Yeah. But after I had that neck thing put in, I get sent upstairs for dialysis and instead of getting my blood taken out, I get all the blood plasma taken out. Did they do that through your neck? Oh, yeah. Oh, it sucks. Could you feel it? Oh, dude, it's it because they like, keep... Like, could you feel it going in? In. Oh, no. It's, and the shittiest part is they keep that shit on ice. It's Oh, yeah. So it's cold. And the whole time that I'm sitting there, I get the first bag of plasma through and it's whatever. Tight. If this is what I have to do for a week, fuck it. I have to do this for a week and I'll be healthy. And I'm sitting there and I'm fucking freezing because I had to do 15 bags of this shit. I'm pretty sure. The first time. The first time. How long does it take to do a bag? Oh, dude, like 40 minutes. Took you like a, it probably took a day, all day. Oh, yeah. It would have taken the rest of the day to finish what I was doing. I don't know. Somebody do the math there. Did it make you cold because they were cold? Oh, yeah. They were like bags partially frozen and they take out your blood plasma, spin it and then put new shit in. But because I am allergic to everything under the sun, I guess. Oh, do you you have a lot of allergies? Oh, yeah. I'm allergic to this. Literally the sun and grass, peanuts, eggs or not eggs anymore. Bees, birchwood, dandelions, all fur bearing animals. Oh, so not a lot of food, a lot of animals. Yeah, a lot of like I've I've. Get hay fever. I'm allergic to oh, the yeah. dust. Like, my medical history is a fucking gong show. You're that asshole that comes yeah. in and has, like, a book to read <laughs> through to figure out what the hell's wrong oh, with yeah. them. Oh, yeah. And then 
I guess it never really crossed anybody's mind. Whereas, like, because I'm anaphylactic to peanuts. Okay. So I get. I'm. What I'm assuming happened is I had gotten a bag of somebody's blood that either had peanuts or your body will just reject it sometimes. Yeah. It does. It's like a foreign substance. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you putting inside of me? And then I think it was like bag three where like everything started to kind of hurt and like not hurt, hurt, but like pins and needles hurt. And then I was like coughing a lot. And then I started throwing up everywhere because I was drinking water because they thought I couldn't talk. I was getting shortness of breath and then I couldn't feel my legs. And then I was Holy like, shit. yo, we need to figure this out right now. And this was when within a span of like 10 minutes. Oh, so it was quick. It was quick. And then my doctor like went around to go grab me more water and I'm fully red. I couldn't feel my legs. I was so upset that I couldn't. That was the part that bothered me because I was like throwing up is whatever. Not feeling your legs is like, I need those to walk, man. (laughs) It's a pretty detrimental part of my life. (laughs) And my, my parents are gone and they had left right before I went on dialysis. They watched the first bag and they were like, okay, this is fine. Whatever. We'll come back. You'll be perfect. Yeah. You'll come back. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll see how you're doing. But my sister wanted to stay with me that night. Because my mom was a mess and my dad was a mess. And my sister was like kind of holding it down, which was pretty gangster. And as they left, I was like, I had slowly developed like a weird cough. And then I couldn't like breathe really well. And I couldn't communicate that I couldn't breathe because I couldn't. You couldn't talk. I couldn't talk. Why? You don't know. I, I was too short of breath. I'd like get half of the word out and then I'd be like fuck here we go again i have to re-say the same thing i just said but i can't even finish what i'm trying to say dude that would almost be the scariest it thing was, to me oh like, it not was being awful able to yeah it was really shitty i was puking i and then all that happened i couldn't feel my legs and my sister comes around the corner as this is all unraveling because she was like saying goodbye to my parents and everything And she comes around the corner and all I see on her face is like pure panic, which started to make me panic because I didn't, I, I guess I hadn't fully grasped the situation yet. Yeah. It's worse when other people are like panicking for you because that's what I'm like, I should be panicking and I'm not panicking right now. I was more upset that all this was happening. And then the nurse comes around the corner she's holding like a water or something. She drops the water, runs back further away, which made me panic even more at this point because I thought she was like, fucking off but it's a hospital that was my worst thought obviously she wasn't she ran and grabbed an EpiPen and then runs back and this is where it kind of gets blurry Mm -hmm. because I was already on Benadryl and Gravol for the dialysis and then she stabs me with a fucking EpiPen bruh I don't know if you've ever had an EpiPen (laughs) but that shit is the worst where do they get you with it? The leg or oh, something? Oh, the fucking arm. Oh. Because it was like the easy... T- I'm skinny as fuck, so it was the easiest entry point. Oh. And it wasn't like blue to the sky, orange to the thigh kind of thing. Yeah. It was like syringe, stab. It was <laughs> awful. And it it was like... It was like I could run from like here to Mexico and back asleep the whole time. 
because of everything that I was on. Like you felt like you could. Oh, dude, I felt like I was Superman, but like needed a nap. <laughs> it was awful. I was like physically shaking because of the amount of adrenaline that was just pushed through my body, let alone the dialysis that's making me ice cold and then going into anaphylactic shock. It was the worst moment of that whole experience. That's a lot to experience in it was, like that amount of time. Even, yeah. Or ever really, but. It was just a lot. And I didn't really know what to do with myself because I was just trying to stay positive. Like, hey, I'm not, I'm not on a transplant list. And then later I got put on one. But for a kidney. Okay. But so did they narrow it down more to like just your kidney or liver and kidney? It was still? both. Okay. It was both. <laughs> and then after this happens, they're like, we're just going to take you off dialysis and call it a night. And I was like, are you fucked? I am in no mental space right now to be thinking that I'm, I'm fucked. Yeah. In, in, in a, at all. Mm-hmm. And so, well, they were just kind of giving up for the night. Yeah, yeah, and they were like, "There's nothing we can really do right now. You're there's adrenaline coursing through you right now. We can't do anything because we can't use that blood. Mm. So we can't even run dialysis. We can't give you anything. Oh, that affected the blood. Oh yeah, transfusion stuff too. Oh yeah, because the adrenaline just goes straight through. You. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing they think they could do. They're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're, we'll come back tomorrow. I guess. Yeah. And then I had literally wrote it down how much blood was taken and what had happened to me in the first day. It was fucked. Mm-hmm. And the next day comes, and this is when I guess it kind of got worse, where they were like, because I was staying in short stay, up, like in the hospital, there's like certain units yeah. to each, each floor, I guess. And I was in short stay because they didn't know where to put me yet. And then they were like, all right, let's put up at ICU. Which is intensive care unit, which mm-hmm. is the sickest people in the hospital. And it was the worst because I didn't really understand. I haven't fully grasped how sick I was until I hit ICU. Yeah, that's when you know it's serious. Oh, yeah. There's two nurses to one patient kind of thing. And the guy next to me was yeah. Like, I'm talking open heart surgery, couldn't breathe out of his own mouth, had a tube down his neck, couldn't eat. Like, I thought I had it bad, and then I looked to my left, and this dude, the way that this guy got water was they brought a sponge to him, and then, like, sponged the inside of his mouth. Oh. And I was like, if that's how sick this guy is, I've got to be somewhere near that. So and it didn't make you feel like you were less sick seeing how bad they yeah, were. Yeah, it was like I'm getting... Or it, it, made, it, made, you it feel, made me feel a bit better about myself, and then it made me realize how sick. Yeah. It had gotten to the... Both. Yeah, it was like a bit of gratification, like, hey, I'm not that guy, but I'm still fucked. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> and this is what it kind of really set in where I was sick, is, is the dialysis round two. Because we had waited that next night to run dialysis again, they wanted to use, because we were using real human plasma to give me new stuff. And then the next day, they're like, hey, we have this fancy new stuff we're going to try. It's, it's synthetic. Made. Yeah, oh, it's synthetic. So, so it, laboratory or something. Well, and it's cut with like real human plasma, but instead of it being one person's, it's like 19 billion thousand other people's. So a majority of it's fake, 
and then there's some real stuff to kind of like cut it, I guess. I don't, it's like I don't, a hybrid. Yeah, exactly. I don't really know how that worked. And I guess we had waited too long. And <laughs> we go to run dialysis, but... That would be like the next day. So you would have like yeah, a little day break. Okay. It would have been like, what, 16 hours after the first round, which didn't work. Yeah. And then they go to run it the second time. But because what I had was so aggressive... And so, like, dangerous, I guess. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) You did. I told you. (laughs) Because, (laughs) fuck. Couldn't even hold it, man. Just like the golf course. (laughs) Fucking A, I'm shitting and burping everywhere. (laughs) But fucking, I'm sitting there, and they go to run dialysis, but I guess because we'd waited so long, that the blood cells and blood vessels in my body were dying. And when the guy put the catheter in the first time, all that sediment in my pee was fucking my blood cells and blood vessels, like literally decaying in my body. Oh. And then you, you could see it. And because it was so rapid and fast moving that in my blood, the machine spins it so fast to separate the plasma from your blood. But because the machine wouldn't recognize my blood was blood because everything was dead in it, oh, it the machine even... wouldn't even run. Really? So they couldn't even do a second round of dialysis because it was so progressive. And, it, and that second morning when I hit ICU, I was, realized how sick I was, realized I couldn't get better, and this was like the beginning of the meltdown. And for the rest of that full day, I literally had thought I was going to die. Yeah. And that's when I was like, wow, put some Bonnie Vare on, get me a tea, and I'm going to cry this out for a good afternoon. And I shit you not, for a good full day, I thought I was going to die. And I had fully, I had come to terms with it and was like, you know what? Not a bad life. (laughs) <laughs> we had the shack <laughs> we, had, we had the shack we did a bunch of drugs i had good friends can't complain there were some things i would change probably a lot of it <laughs> but, but from a standpoint of view i was like this isn't this isn't too bad it's a crazy feeling to have that um, yeah to actually think about dying or or to truly believe that you're going to die yeah um I recently talked about it with a with a friend, and when I was with his dad in the hospital, like we had kind of talked um, about that stuff because yeah. I have experienced the same thing. Like when I was at my worst, I literally, at one point, the same thing. I basically sat there for a day and thought, like, this is really it. Like I'm yeah. gonna die. Like there's you fully come to this, terms. There's with nothing that. else that can happen. Nothing's working. Nothing's helping. I'm basically yeah. fucked. Um, but you just get a different perspective 100% on like life and when you think that and i don't know it's a really weird thing to f- it feel. is 100% i don't even like, know how to explain it no because you like you you go back on like your fondest memories mm-hmm. and then you go back on your shittiest <laughs> yeah for some reason cuz that's a good idea but you just you kind of go through it all like the whole range of emotions where you're like there's this thing called the seven stages of grief where it starts with like anger. I can't remember them all, but yeah. it's like anger, bargaining, acceptance, denial, and all this shit. And you kind of, you literally do go through it. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's the worst thing on earth. But at the end of it, you kind of, 
you almost get this gratification from yourself and it's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst because in hindsight, you look at it, it's like you're okay with it and then you get better and then you look at yourself, you're like, I'm, I'm stupid. Why did I think that? But it had to get to that point. Yeah, you almost you know I like mean? feel weird about it after. Yeah, because you almost feel like people don't believe you, yeah, or, or like you kind of like come like I don't know. Yeah, I just remember thinking like, oh, whatever, and it was a they, shitty. Then day. you just start thinking like you're going to be dead, and you think about what people are going to do after you're dead. Yeah, and stuff. You know, your family and other people, and then oh, yeah. um, you're kind of back, and you're thinking what the fuck? Like, why did I think that? Was that was so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> but it's quite realistic. But it, it is a hundred percent because there was, I was literally told they didn't know what to do with me at one point. Yeah. And that's when it really sunk in. I was like, I'm dead. I am dead man walking in ICU. But not walking. But not walking. <laughs> Couldn't feel it your, was could awful. You, you could feel your legs. Oh yeah. But at this point I had been sitting in a bed for like four days. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't walked in forever. It was awful. And then day three hits and they're like, okay, we have this, we have this thing, but we don't know if it's going to work. And it's this IV drip of this medicine that I can't even pronounce. There's a C and a Z beside each other in the name of it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That doesn't make sense. No. Like what English are you guys learning over here? And they start explaining it to me. It's this immune suppressant thing that basically makes me vulnerable to everything. So not only did I think I was going to die the day before, now they're going to put me on something that could make me die any day of the week, not in the hospital. Oh, it, because it would be like lasting. Exactly. So it kind of gives me that like insecure security of knowing that I'm not going to die that day, but I'm... Yeah, maybe next week, maybe not, if I don't look after myself. Did they say how long that would last for? Yeah, so I, I got sick in, what comes before August? July, June, July, August, July. I got sick in July, the end of July, mid-July, sorry. And then I was in the hospital for like, no, I got sick at the beginning of July, was in the hospital the whole time, and then I missed a month of work in August. Well, I, and I, I started it in July, and I have to go to Laga. Well, I meant like with the. Uh, oh, you like had this to do IV that IV till August. Yeah. Oh no, I, I meant like how long would the effect of the immune thing last? Oh, like after you did the last one, the whole how, time that I'm on it. But so, like, say you finish the last one, then how long are you still like? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, they I, didn't we say have it. yet to get there. Okay, yet, okay. Because I haven't. Oh, you're still my doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, right. Never mind. Sorry, I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no. I have no idea what'll happen after. They don't either. Yeah. They're like, we I might... thought. It, I thought for some reason it was like a one-time thing you did. I didn't realize oh, no. it was the thing you're still doing. Well, because that's what they thought was going to happen. They would give me this magical juice nectar of life, and I'd be fine after. But turns out. Because my kidneys were in such rough shape, they're like, we're going to keep you on it for a couple days. We're going to keep you in ICU. We're going to monitor you just because if you went into anaphylactic shock with the dialysis, who the fuck knows? Yeah. Kind of thing. And mentally, I'm a fucking mess at this point. Oh, I bet. Because I don't, I don't know what's going on. Have you still not been eating too? No, I hadn't eaten in four or five days. I had days of liquid... IV yeah or solution or whatever the fuck that is saline solution and it's the worst Mm -hmm. 
because you don't get the gratification of this is going to sound really ridiculous, but you don't get the gratification of or sensation of like eating something and shitting or pissing after. <laughs> yeah. Like as ridiculous and dumb as it is, it's not like gratifying, but it's just like that's how your body works. Yeah. As soon as you kind of take that out of your routine, it's just it's the weirdest thing ever. Like no taste and even no. not drinking or were you drinking water? No, I wasn't doing nothing. I feel like even just being able to drink water and like the way it wets your mouth, you know? Yeah, like, like, just it's, like it feels hydrating. Yeah, like it's the it's the little things that you kind of take for granted like that. And it was the third day I have this fucking thing going on and I I had asked for water and I had asked for food and they were like, We're not really ready to do that for you yet. We're not sure how your body's gonna react because you have this going into you, you have this happening to you. We're just we're gonna let it chill for a minute and I get this first round of this bag of whatever the fuck it is and I'm still on it now and I have to do this like I did it twice that day twice the next day and twice the next day and they were just monitoring me and then I think on like a week goes by of me in ICU and I have my first meal and holy fuck man hospital food is not tight. It is <laughs> so fucking gross. And it's not fair because I cook for a living. Yeah. And you're going to try and give me a bunch of hospital bullshit that I don't want in the first place? You've already set your standards too high. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I have a catheter up my dick. I have a catheter up my neck. I can't feel... I can't walk because I've been in bed for a week, so I, my legs are jello. I've, I've got Steve over here banging his bed because he can't talk, and that's his <laughs> communication. I haven't slept in two days. It was just like... What was the first meal? Do oh, fuck. Yeah, it was, it was chicken thigh, boiled vegetables. Uh, How did they cook the chicken? Just toss it in the oven, probably. Oh, bare. yeah. And it, it was portioned out because you got a menu to choose from. And it was like chicken or beef, rice or vegetables, fruit or yogurt for dessert, and then tea, coffee, or water, which surprisingly they gave you coffee. Which I you would think would fuck you up a bit, but apparently not. And yeah, <laughs> I mean they give a lot of shit in there that fucks you up. Yeah, so very I don't true. Think it matters. At that point, they're just throwing everything at you. Yeah, but it was like 130 grams of like baked chicken, which is literally nothing. It's like one thigh or less. Oh yeah, okay. and then boiled vegetables that look like they came out of a fucking can. Some like IQF frozen peaches. And some tea. And I was like, this is the worst thing ever, but I'm going to eat all of it because yeah. I haven't eaten in a week. And so it, was it was just... So good. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> so. Best thing ever. And I'm like, I'm sitting in ICU. I'm getting all this shit brought to me. And I'm like, ICU is not that bad anymore. I'm starting to get a bit more healthy. I'm, I have a nurse that literally stares at me all day asking if I'm okay. I'm getting water whenever I need it. My family's always here. It was, for the most part, in hindsight, like, looking back, not that bad. Yeah. At the time, worst experience of my life. Yeah, I think, like, the getting in part would be the worst. I mean, it was so sporadic and, like... I'd never wish that upon my worst enemy. Yeah. And it was just the worst experience. But day three comes, I'm starting starting to really question what's going on. They're putting this IV in me. And then day four hits. They're checking my vitals every hour. I'm starting to feel a bit okay. And like 
that's when I was like, okay, we're not dying. We're going to get better. But the whole time I like, I couldn't have that front because of my family. Mm -hmm. So it was like on the inside, I'm dying. But on the outside, it's like my mom's here. My dad's here. My stepdad's here. My sister's here. Like all these people are here that are arguably doing worse than I am because they're literally watching me die. Yeah. And there's nothing they can do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I got to be strong for them. But at the same time, like, man, this shit is mentally draining. Yeah. It sucks. So it was like day four, day five so was you when... you didn't, like, talk to them about you feeling like you were dying or anything? No, because I didn't want them to be like... I didn't want to make it worse than it was. For mm-hmm. Because I already knew what the logistics of it was. And when she came in and said, like, hey, we don't know what to do with you, is when I had really been like, well, fuck. Yeah. And they were like, and they, my mom was crying and stuff. And I was like, this is really shitty. I don't want to see my mom cry for me like this right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the part that broke my heart. Yeah. And it was just the word. It was awful. And then day four, day five comes back around and I'm like making jokes still and all this stuff. And they're like, we're the, you're the best ICU guy we've ever had. And I'm like, well, yeah, nobody else can fucking talk, man. Yeah. They can't even <laughs> converse with you. No. And they're like, we're just amazed at how well you're taking this. I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah, I'm really what not. Is- <laughs> yeah, I am having the worst time ever, actually. Day four, day five comes. I'm still on this weird magic bag of shit. It's, it's called Ecumlizab. Okay. From what I understand, normally used for like there's like a couple other people in St. Paul's on it, and a couple other people in Canada on it. So So I'm not not like super common. No, well, by dose, I am. I have the most expensive drug in Canada that I am getting, and it's ninety mils, and it's no, sorry, they upped it. It's one hundred and twenty. It's one hundred and twenty mils of this weird clear water looking liquid that's $28,000 a pop and that's for one infusion and I go every other week it's 50 grand a month yeah I'll be worth like I think just over a million dollars in just a drug alone let alone dialysis and all this other shit they gave me so it's like they're giving me all this shit and I don't really know what's going on and then I get Day six, day seven, I think I got out. I can't really remember. I remember we came and saw you. Yeah, um, that's when I was in short stay again. They put me in oh, kidney so short you're, stay. Oh, so you mean got out of ICU? Got out of ICU. Okay. So I, I made my way out of ICU, which is when they were kind of comfortable with me not being watched around the clock. And at this point, I'm like, I've had enough of the hospital. I'm ready to go home. Yeah, I, I bet. I don't want to be here anymore. There's nothing to do. I'm staring at outside. It's summertime. I'm staring at everybody else enjoying summer, and I can't do fuck all. <laughs> and I get out of ICU. But, like, I'm telling you one thing. The best part of that whole getting out of ICU was taking a shit on my own. <laughs> that was, like, the best part of all of it. First meal... And taking a shit on my own was <laughs> the best day of my life. Just feel like you're working again. Oh my God. It was amazing. Cause I hadn't had, I had solid food for like two days, I think. Mm-hmm. And then instantly had to shit, but they wouldn't let me leave my room. 
So somebody would come in with a bedpan and I'd take a shit in the bed that I'm laying in. Ew. Oh God, it was awful. And then, and then I leave and I'm like, I looked at my nurse and they rotate every day. And I was like, you know what I'm about to do? Cause I've been talking to her about it all day. She's like, you're going to go take a poo on your own, aren't you? I was like, damn right I am. <laughs> That's so funny. Again, man, it's the little things. Yeah. And I, then, don't, I don't think many people think, well, I don't know. It's just hard to tell unless you're in the situation. Yeah, true. Very true. <laughs> I've just never heard anyone say they were so excited <laughs> to take a shit again. Yeah, man, it was dope. <laughs> and then I get out of ICU and then at this point I have been in a bed laying flat the whole time I've been in the hospital. So I haven't walked in like a week. And I have these compression pants on and then I get into my short stay unit and I'm talking to my nutritionist who's like laying out a full plan for me, my diet wise and laying out like exercise plans and meal plans and all this. And she's like, okay, today we're going to, we're going to get you running. And I'm like, are you fucked (laughs) running? I just came out of ICU, bro. You think this is okay? (laughs) She's like, fucking stop up. You can feel your legs again. Oh yeah. She's like, I have these compression pants on. She's like, okay, we're going to get you out of bed first. We're going to get you walking around your room, walking around the floor, and then we're going to get you on running. And I was like, you're fucked. That's not happening. No. She's like, are you sure you don't want to try? I was like, I'll walk, but fuck me if I'm going to run. Not a chance. And the days go by. Like, this is when I start to get healthier, but, like, the mental game is still at play. I'm still in a hospital. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen my friends or family consistently mm-hmm. for, like, Three weeks. Yeah, it's not a normal living conditions. Yeah, because I had been in short stay for, I think it was two weeks. And it was getting to the point where I, like, I was fucking falling apart. Because you could only watch so many movies. You could only watch so much social media before it, like, And that almost, like, makes it worse. Oh, 100%. You see people doing things that you want to do. You see people going out. Because at this point, I haven't been outside in like two weeks. And it was awful. Watching social media is bad enough in during your normal life. Oh my not God, don't even get me started. <laughs> when you're in there. Not to mention not being able to leave a fucking 10 by 10 room. Yeah. So it's, it, it got to the point where I was like, I need to leave. This is really starting to fuck with me. And this is when I was like talking to my doctor every day. I was like, we need to like figure this out mm-hmm. because I can't. I can't be in here cooped up like a chicken this whole time. And she's like, okay, well, we'll get you a day pass. Day passes were okay, but it wasn't like, I still had to go back to the hospital at the end of the day. Yeah. (laughs) It was just, yeah. And then I'm getting this drug every day now. And it's just like, oh man, it was the worst. Like, there's no other words that I could describe it other than being, oh, man, it's the worst. Because <laughs> yeah. I could only explain so much. Yeah, it's hard to, like, fully express your feelings with words. Yeah, because it's a majority of it is you battling with yourself. Because the lifestyle you lived before brought you to this point. So you're angry at yourself for not being able to notice what the fuck. And being like, yo, you should really do something about it. And then having that chat with yourself saying, hey, you should do something about it. And then doing nothing about it. So it, it, it was just, 
the craziest moment because you saw it. You could have seen this coming from a mile away. Well, and at that time, like, it's too late to just make a change. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? You're kind of like, fuck, I totally could have done that, but now I'm fucked, and now I can't just... And we're here. Yeah. There's... It, it takes something... For some people like myself, I had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. And then I get out of the hospital, all of this, and it's legitimately, I would say, I've changed. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say everything, because mm-hmm. when I first got out, I'm basically pregnant. I can't drink. I had to quit smoking, which was the hardest thing on earth. Are you still not smoking? No. I have a vape, but it's not the same. (laughs) What the fuck's the difference? (laughs) Well, I'm not smoking. (laughs) Yeah, but it's still the same shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's still not as good for you. Um, (laughs) Dude, I saw this thing the other day about vaping and how fucked and brutal it is. It is. It's really bad. And then, I don't remember, but yeah. As many times as I've told people I have cut back, I legitimately have. Yeah. So it's just like, I can't smoke. I can't drink. I can't, I can't really enjoy food for the first little bit that I got out of the hospital. Everything kind of had to be well cooked. Yeah, easy to digest. Exactly. Let alone, because I didn't have an immune system. So if I ate raw fish and my stomach was like, yo, what the fuck is this? My body would explode. Pretty much. So... I'm on this drug. I'm taking penicillin twice a day. And I've legitimately somewhat, like, I've started going to the gym. I've I've cut back quite a bit of drinking. Like, I still drink, but I shouldn't. But it's yeah. just, again, it's it's coming back to, like, as hard it is, is as it is to accept that you're not healthy, it's even harder to change it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even if you do accept it, it's still hard to change. Yeah, exactly. It, and it can, and then those roles can be reversed just as much too, because you can say that you have a problem and not do anything about it, or you can do something about it and never admit that you had a problem. Yeah. Which are both equally as shit. <laughs> because then you realize you never did anything wrong. Yeah. So it was... It was I think the realization is really good to realize yeah. what happened, because for me, it's like you can figure out that if you did that and didn't take care of yourself, you can then in turn take care yeah, of yourself. You can do the yeah. opposite. Whereas like, if you don't think if you're not aware of the lifestyle being a problem, then you'll never change it. Exactly. It won't even cross your mind. Exactly. Cause you never see it as a problem. Right. So it, 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 it was good in the sense for my life because <laughs> it got me out of like the shitty routine that I had before. Of treating myself like shit. Yeah. Because I had literally drank, work, smoked yeah. myself to death. Mm-hmm. To the point where my body was like, yo. You're <laughs> fucked. What's happening here? So it's it's good to be able to... I wouldn't say I hit rock bottom because I think it wasn't. Yeah. I think rock, I can... I know my rock bottom. <laughs> you think you can go further than I that? I can definitely go further than Are that. Are you going to test it? No. <laughs> Not a goddamn chance. Because I know what it'll do to me now. But it's just... Some people kind of need the wake-up call of your body being no or somebody else. Mm-hmm. It happening to somebody else. And then you kind of like, whoa, maybe I should eat or go to the gym, or, like, it's just the little things, man. Yeah. And you never notice it until well, you get sick. It's even hard to notice it, too, um, like, when you make the change. 
like if you're trying to change, it takes a long time before you actually feel the difference. Oh yeah. As well, like going the other way, it kind of goes both ways, which is what makes it so hard. Like coming into the shitty part. Yeah. Like even if you, I don't know, like you just never notice and you're getting so bad and then boom, it fucking hits you. But then trying to turn around, making those positive changes, it's still like really hard to notice them changing oh, at least yeah. that's what i found where okay i go to the gym but like just because i go to the gym one day like all of a sudden my life isn't different it's exactly. like you have to go for a month yeah. and especially with food and diet like you don't just eat veggies tomorrow or like organic food or oh, some yeah. shit and then you all of a sudden f- your shit's fine like it just takes so much time that it's really like deterring for people i think and it makes yeah. it like you really have to have the drive to be able to stick to it that's the thing a lot of people are not, I shouldn't say a lot because that's a blanket statement, but I'm gonna. <laughs> a lot of people are afraid of change. Oh, yeah. They're way too comfortable to the point where it's like, even if it does benefit you, they won't do it. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the time, like, man, so many people don't realize that diet is such an important thing in your life that if you don't eat right, like, even mentally, it fucks you. Oh, yeah. Like, I've experienced it myself. For, like, two years, I was fully fucked mm-hmm. and out of whack. Like, it's just, you don't realize these small things mount up on each other, and yeah, you, it. You're just never really taught anywhere, either, that any of those things do that. I mean... Yeah. You gotta do a lot of fucking reading and a lot of self-help. Yeah, I remember the first time... That my naturopath told me that you should change your diet. It affects your mental health. Like, that blew my mind. Oh, 100%. I was like, what are you talking about, bro? That's my stomach. What the fuck does that have to do with my brain? I'm like, it's not even the same part, man. (laughs) Like, what? And that was what I like to me now. It's such a normal thing. Like, and I mean, it's posted all over social media, like the whole gut health thing and and all that. And that, that is good because people are becoming aware of it, but when it happened to me, like I had social media, I had everything. I had no fucking yeah, clue. I exactly. Didn't, um, but now I, I think a lot of this, the basic information is becoming a lot more common for people, but still very hard for them to act on it. Well, that's the thing too. Like you take a look at a lot of people who preach a lot of stuff like this mm-hmm. and don't practice it. Yeah. So it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck man, like you're, you're making everything that you stand for completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't, say irrelevant but it's it's just it makes it harder for me to accept that it's true yeah in my opinion and i just think everything works different for people yeah different people it's hard to to know um you know you have to test it for yourself realistically like the only way to know if it works is try it on your own and if it works that's you know part you believe in it and you try it 100 percent. you have literally nothing to lose like you if you're trying to better yourself Mm -hmm. you have nothing to lose no like the, it only gets better from there. Yeah, you're you're, you're doing yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you're doing yourself a favor. So it's just, I don't know. A lot of people don't take into account like all this small stuff mm-hmm. is is ide- is really small. Yeah. Like if you were to eat properly, you'd probably be a bit healthier. But yeah. it's eating healthy, sleeping properly, exercising every day. Like mm-hmm. it sounds a lot harder than it actually is. Yeah, I think it just like, <laughs> I don't know, it sounds harder because our lives just have so much more stuff in them now. Like, oh, yeah. Like, 100%. Think about if you were like some native dude in a tribe like a couple <laughs> hundred years ago, what would you do? Like the whole point of your day essentially is to like 
eat. Literally get food and cook proper food. And what do you have to do to get it? Fucking exercise. You, yeah. Like you don't, you're forced to do the things that today people don't want to do. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the funny part. Cause like if you lived however long <laughs> ago, you would have no choice. That's all you would do exactly. all day is those things that you don't want to do now. Yeah. Um, and like what you said about being comfortable, um, that's just what life is now. People are yeah. way too comfortable with the, how easy it is to live and eat shitty food, like getting A&W <laughs> on that day. Cause like how much exactly. easier is it to just get fucking A&W and go exactly. home? Um, yeah. It's always just easier to take the shit route. Yeah. Well, Lifestyle is a huge, huge part of mental health and any health. Really. Any, yeah. A hundred percent. But it's just people don't really, they don't see it like that. I feel like no people uh, preach it on then go do party on the weekend and make a bunch of bad decisions. It's just, what do you, why? why? <laughs> yeah. I get a, I've had a lot of like, you know, like people who have reached out to me or things like that. And I know lots of people that experience it, but then I still see them doing um, those things. And like, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't shit on them and say you're no. fucking idiot. Like, I know how hard it is. Like, I've, yeah, you, I've been through the ups and downs myself. You've even seen me yeah, come, coming into the restaurant. <laughs> like, when I first would go to Fortitude where you worked, man, I'd get just fucking hammered. Absolutely Me and blasted. Jamie would come in there like, man, I'd probably go there like four nights a week. Oh, at and least. And just be fucked. And we'd go to the pub and, like, I would do nothing but just get blasted. And then I'd start feeling super shitty. I'd get my shit together for, like, a month. And then as soon as I felt good again, boom, right back to doing the shitty stuff. Um, it's just so easy to cut. Like, as soon as you feel good, it's so easy to do the shitty shit again. It's all just, just have one beer. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's crazy how fast it all comes back. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I'm still not healthy. Like, I still, <laughs> I'm 100%. Like, yeah. I don't think I'll ever be fully healthy. Oh, I don't yeah, think. You could. Ah. <laughs> fair i think you can i think well i don't know though that's the thing it's it's Nobody up to knows. me <laughs> like yeah. i don't think i'll ever be fully healthy because i choose to make those decisions mm -hmm. and i think it's it's up to me well i am the master of my own future so it's just like until i can fully grasp the set that that the responsibilities of my body which sounds ridiculous, but it's so true. Well, you're still really new. Like, I mean, how it's yeah. only been what s even six months since? No, yeah, four, five, six. Yeah, September, October, November, December. Yeah, like five months. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's really um new to changes still. Yeah. Um, and, and like for me, it's been almost like four years. Yeah, and I'm finally feeling like I'm act actually at a good spot. And, like, fully improving. Y yeah, like, I feel now like I'm the healthiest I've, I've ever been. And even looking back on last year at some points, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I still was pretty fucked up at some <laughs> yeah. points last year. And maybe the same thing will happen next year. Looking back on this year, I don't know. But I truly do think that I feel pretty good now. Yeah. Um, so, for you, like, giving yourself another three and a half years of, like, learning and maybe trying different things yeah. or whatever you're going to be doing, I feel like... You'll look back on today even and be like, you'll have to see some insane. I mean, unless you go down, yeah. back down the shithole. Well, <laughs> which yeah, I, I know. I hope not. <laughs> I just, I don't, I won't ever be like fully healthy because of my kidneys and shit. I mean, oh. like, I'll, I, I'll be healthy, but it's just, you can never make progress without 
doing yet. Mm-hmm. Kind of no. thing. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm still not fully healthy. Like, no. I still have to go to the hospital and get this shit done every week. Like, I have to do this till next August. Oh, you have to do a year of it? Yeah. Which sucks. I'm I mean, on penicillin for well, like, week, too. Like, you don't actually have to. Yeah. Like, like they want you to, but... No, you, I do. Like, what if you didn't go? Then my immune system crashes. Yeah, but I just mean, like... Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> my immune system attacked me, no, which is why we're suppressing it. Hmm. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I guess I just... Like, was... I just get re-sick all over again. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... So what happens after a year... We don't know. <laughs> like, we have to physically get to that point in in do my f- progress. Do you feel like you're getting better each time? Like, more better, if that makes sense? More better? I would say, like, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And I'm still not fully healthy, but I would say, like, because of the choices I've made lately, mm-hmm. like, I'm eating, like, I've had... I. But what about from that bag? Like, so every time you go like weekly, oh, do you notice it makes an, really. like a difference each time or not much? Not really, no. Because it's it's more. This is it's we're like playing a like the long game here. Yeah, because it's like I'm on penicillin, which is what's going to keep me regulated. I'm on this drug to keep me like mm-hmm. for like in the grand scheme of things to keep me healthy. The yeah, penicillin yeah. is keeping like gives me an immune system, and then the drug makes me healthy. Okay. So it, you don't really notice it at first. It's like going to the gym. Like you yeah, go to the gym yeah. today and then you, you don't have giant muscles and you're upset. Yeah, I do. Right? <laughs> well, no, not you, but <laughs> like you go to the gym and you don't instantly see progress and that's yeah. why a lot of people quit, right? So it's, it's kind of like the same thing. You don't see progress and then you're like, well, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. But it's like the grand scheme of things. So right now it's kind of like keeping you alive. Yeah, Exactly. And it's, it's, I can't go anywhere for more than 13 days because I have my infusion. I can't leave. So even if you like skipped one, would you think it would be really like noticeable? Yeah. Yeah. And now with this fucking Corona thing, I have, she wants me to go every other, or she wants me to do it either up the dose or go more. And I'm like, oh fuck. Really? They're like actually that concerned about it. Yeah. Dude, we saw a kid on the bus getting off the bus earlier that had a full gas mask on. I don't know if you saw him. (laughs) There was someone in a restaurant in Fort Langley today when I was down there. Really? There was an, a couple Asian people in, in Saba, and they were sitting wow. in there wearing... Um, the yeah, SARS masks the or mask whatever? The things. And it's fucked. I just, like, I don't even know. I don't really know what I believe with that kind of shit. Like, I mean, I don't think it's not real, but I also just wonder also how much of it's just fucking dumb media shit at the same yeah. time. Um, I don't know. It's just so hard to tell these days. Like, what do you really know? True. You got to be like the guy there or in China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like either of which are very plausible options. No. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's just. This That's life. crazy that they are worried about that though. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you then your lifestyle stuff now you're go you're doing some gym. Stuff yeah. Still. So I've talked to some friends about it because they go to the gym they go to because the they go to the gym, but this was before I had started. So I had because I'm when I went into the hospital when I got sick, I was malnourished. I was I had low iron. Mm-hmm. I had like I was a mess. Yeah. I was a wreck. I don't remember in like what, all what aspects. In, yeah, and in, in like general health, without being sick, I was very sick. 
in the sense of like I had low calcium, I had low iron, I had yeah all this shit going just on. Just really me. nutrient deficient. Yeah, like in general. And then this happens, and I got even more sick because of it. Mm-hmm. So then I realized because what I was choosing to do with my life affected how sick I got before I was even sick. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of put things into perspective in the sense like I need to eat. I need to eat regularly and I need to eat protein, vegetables and all this other stuff. Yeah. So it got to the point where like I weigh 120 pounds wet. Mm -hmm. So not, I'm not healthy. I look like a fucking bone rack. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend and I like, I'm eating like 12 meals a day. I go to the gym every other day. Not so much this week, but Mm -hmm. we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just like, it's, it's the little things, man. It's, you really have to work at it mm-hmm. and by no means is it easy no it's it's hard yeah it's really fucking hard yeah <laughs> so it, it's it in in some cases i'm glad it kind of happened mm-hmm. getting sick because it was my wake-up call yeah and a lot of people don't get that no and then they're sick and then they're fucked and then they're on dialysis for life or they actually get a kidney transplant mm-hmm. or like it just goes way further than it needed to have gone yeah, I talk about that a lot, um, usually with Jamie, uh, yeah. about how shitty it would, like, the worst thing, it's kind of, like, ironic, because the worst thing, I think, is, you know, you could live, like, you know, if I if I never got as bad as I did, and I just, I think it's because I went so overboard with all the stuff, like, stress and everything, yeah. that it, like, same with you, scenario, where it finally, your body just gave up, but... yeah. Say you only lived at like seventy five percent of how of how shitty your lifestyle was, yeah, and nothing ever happened. You lived the rest of your life at that state. You would, would you would feel like shit, but you wouldn't even really know it, and you would have never changed. No, and then you would have literally lived your entire life feeling like shit, but not even really knowing how how much different your life could have felt. Exactly. So it's kind of like really. It's weird where like it would suck so much, but in your eyes, it actually wouldn't really suck because you wouldn't even know how much it sucks because you never had a wake up call to how much better it could be. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that too, like it's just totally lost my train of thought there. (laughs) (laughs) But if you never get like that wake up call and you're living, like you're never going to be the best version of you. No. Which is shitty because I believe everybody has potential to be, like, a great human. Oh, yeah. But it's just you can never fully tap into it if you're not giving yourself a fighting chance, you no. know? Yeah, you got to take the chance at it. Yeah. Which is good, though. I'm glad that it happened. As yeah. shitty as it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you've kind of got all that stuff you can try. and Yeah. Beyond the lifestyle stuff, are you going to try any other sort of, like, maybe... Um, different approaches to like healing or have you been researching like other things you yeah. could try? Cause it still sounds like they don't have a for sure answer. No. And I, in my opinion, I feel like I'll never get like a straight answer, which yeah. is whatever. And I'm not really concerned about it. It's more or less like now I'm going to go see a doctor for like, I have a dietitian. Mm-hmm. I want to go see somebody about personal, not personal trainers, but like I want to talk to somebody about like mm-hmm. now I'm here how do I get better? Yeah. And how does it, how do I continue this? Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to read about like juicing. Mm-hmm. I want to read about 
fucking music therapy, anything yeah, that can just like try some stuff. Yeah, man. Like at this point, there is no losing. No, you can only just be like, well, that didn't work. Let's try something else. It can be kind of fun sometimes to try yeah, the exactly. new things. I mean, it's just really getting out of your comfort zone. Like I've tried so many random holistic things and some of them I leave there. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> was that? Like just weird <laughs> shit or sometimes, I don't know. You just kind of feel like, no, I don't know. You feel like nothing. You just go and you're like, what the fuck? I just spent a hundred dollars and it's like, I don't know. But a lot of times I was expecting like, I'd go in and it, that would be the thing. And it would just all of a sudden fix me, which obviously I was in the wrong like mindset there, not really yeah. understanding how long it takes, but um, yeah, it can be fun to try a bunch of different stuff oh, yeah. that you wouldn't normally do. When you literally like, again, man, you have nothing to lose. No. And that's the part that I feel like people don't understand is like, oh, well, well, yeah, you have money to lose, but at the same time, like, man. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's you don't, the kind of funny thing that I find a lot where, I will sometimes rec, you know, people will actually reach out to me and say, Hey, um, a lot of people reach out about anxiety stuff. Like, Hey, yeah, of course. What should I do for anxiety? Who should I see? I'm, I'm kind of fucked up. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, Hey, well, I would maybe try some of these things and like, well, man, like they're kind of expensive. Like it's a hundred bucks every time. I'm like, yeah, like I get it. Like a hundred bucks can be a lot of money for people. Not every, not everybody has a couple hundred bucks to spend each week on healing stuff, which is fine. But, then I see them go out and yeah. spend a couple hundred bucks all weekend at the bar or, yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, man, like that's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> that's where you have to be able to make that decision in yourself to spend that couple hundred bucks on a different way. Like, it's just funny to me how, I mean, and I've been there, like oh, how 100%. easy it is for people to spend that money um, out drinking, but not on something that would actually benefit them. Yeah. Which it's, is actually wild. Like, I mean... Yeah, I've totally lived it for years. And, uh, you know, people, oh, you should try that or this. I'm like, fuck that. I'm getting hammered. And like, <laughs> this beer doesn't have any problems. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just the fun level, I guess. And I mean, it's really just kind of like society and what everybody does. When all your friends are doing it, it's so hard to just think, oh, yeah, no, guys, I am not going to come out tonight because I'm going to go uh, to the float house in the morning. Yeah, I'm going to go do some adult things. Yeah, I'm gonna, or, or I'm going to spend it like, you know, I'm going to go to my therapist tomorrow so I can't spend a hundred bucks tonight. Yeah. And they're just like, dude, you're an idiot. That's not real or, or whatever. So it can Doesn't be really know. hard with um, friends or even sometimes family that, you know, there's a lot of families that don't really even believe in holistic stuff or, oh, yeah. or other things or even have be open enough to just even try it, you know? Yeah. So it can be hard with all that kind of stuff. It's Yeah, it's a huge problem. I see it too. It's just... People need to, you need to really take care of yourself. And this is like the one thing that I can really stress. I'm not trying to be like, I've had this epiphany, but like coming from experience, hospitals are not fun. They're not <laughs> tight. Don't no. recommend. Yeah, it's you not. You really need to like understand that your body can heal itself so many times, but it gets to a certain point where... Maybe you don't come back from that weekend out. <laughs> yeah, like it I can mean? be pushed that far. Exactly. Which is the thing. It's not always just going to fix you. Like you can drink yourself to death, mm-hmm. literally, on, oh, yeah. on a good night out with your homie. Yeah. And it's just, it's sad because you see it happen, you tell them, and then they don't do anything about it. And then after a week later, you see them again, you tell them again. And then like, they might say, yeah, maybe not a great idea. I'm going to change some things. And then you see it again next week. And you're just like, well, <laughs> you're going to learn the hard way, pal. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I went through a phase too after my stuff because I had linked a lot of my shit to drinking and lifestyle, like yeah. similar to you. Uh, I went through a bit of a phase, um, and my mom struggled with drinking. She's an alcoholic for a while. Uh, well, yeah, like for a long time when we were young, and um, that just kind of was like a bit of a turnoff too. Um, so when I went through all my shit and after, I really blamed drinking, like yeah. like heavily. So. I would get so mad when people would drink. Like I'd have, you know, like my friends would obviously keep, nobody just quit drinking because I got fucked up. You know what I mean? They didn't give a fuck. Yeah, it's like not they, their they, battle. They did, but they didn't. It's just yeah. like, okay, yeah, that sucks, man, but I'm going to get fucked up tonight. Like maybe call you on have Tuesday. <laughs> but then I'd be sitting there so mad about it. Like fucking, fuck, they're so stupid. They're idiots. They're going to die. Like they don't even know what's happening, but you can't really live like that either. No. Or like then it, you know, you're not really... At that point, you're just judging them and not letting yourself live. It's not like yeah. it's not like you thinking that affects them. They don't give no, a fuck. They don't give so a flying. It sucked because I cared. Then I began to care so much, thinking like everyone's gonna die or they shouldn't be doing this. And I was yeah. just almost started to care more about what that everyone else was doing it wrong or whatever, as opposed to what I was doing, which was kind of weird. But because you can never really do, in my opinion, you can never. You can. But you can't do life wrong. <laughs> yeah, like you can fuck up a bunch, and you can become a drug addict and a bum and whatever that you fucked up. Yeah, but at the same time, that is your rock bottom. Yeah, you still have like the only way you can go is up. Yeah, you can keep digging deeper, but I mean, man, it's it's hard. It it's, gets to the point where it's almost impossible to dig deeper because yeah, you can't even move. Exactly, and then you get to the point where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, "What the fuck." And every, I feel like not everybody has has that moment. And a lot of people don't get graced by that moment. And somebody else either has to do it for them. Or you just never get that moment. But it's just, it's sad. Because it's, it's really contradicting. Because it's really hard to do, but it's really easy. In certain aspects. Because like, sometimes you might have to cut certain people out of your life. It happens. Yeah, that's hard. It's one of the hardest things I've had to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I don't care for them or I don't love them. It's just you're into something that I'm not into. Mm -hmm. And I can see it coming from afar. It's not going to end well. <laughs> yeah. And you just got to get out. Yeah. Whereas like going to the gym, yeah, it's hard. But at the same time, man, go. Mm -hmm. Like what is stopping you right now? Yeah. Kind of thing where it is that that's easy, but at the same time, it's hard. Yeah. Whereas cutting people out is fucking hard. You've <laughs> developed a relationship with that person. And then you're all of a sudden you're like, you know what? No. Yeah. Well, it's almost because like you're building the opposite way. Like you've built something with them. That's no yeah. longer something that you want, but also trying to build something new. Um, I find it too, because you're bi you've been building from since you were born. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and you've never even thought about changing. Like you've never no. thought that your friends were bad. Not that they're bad. They're just doing something different. You shouldn't be doing. You've never thought how all this stuff was affecting you. Yeah. And then you're essentially leaving your entire life behind. Oh yeah. It's not like you're just like, oh, I think I'm just gonna make a new friend and like <laughs> I'll just go to the gym a little bit. Pick it's up like a new hobby. Your whole life is like. Basically, just like it's like you're just rewatching it. Like, what the fuck was yeah. I doing? And it's like changing the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and that's what's fucking hard is because there's yeah. so much stuff. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's the fact of that you're literally, like, essentially should be leaving everything behind and moving on to something else, which, again, takes so much time. Oh, yeah. Took me forever to start, like, slowly making some new friends who also were in the same troubles or, you know... Could relate, even. Yeah, exactly. Just finding people to relate and to talk to because, you know, people who aren't dealing with that or still having fun partying and shit, they don't really want to sit there and talk about life. Like, they don't really (laughs) care about that shit, you know? Yeah. Whatever. It's not their cup of tea, which is fine. But at the same time, I'm going to be over here bettering myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's an it's an interesting subject because lifestyle, whether you like it or not, is like the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's making sure you're regulated, making sure that mentally you're regulated, making sure that people around you are because people shape who you are as a person, mm-hmm. which is why like cutting people out is so hard Mm -hmm. but at the same time if they weren't meant to be there yeah you gotta you gotta get rid of them man like it sucks but this is how you grow as a person Mm -hmm. like you can only grow without like you have to make a mistake somewhere oh yeah and you have to yeah like the only way you're gonna learn is from fucking up (laughs) yeah so i think it's it's good to it's healthy to have a little bit of a not necessarily a bad lifestyle, but something to learn from, whether it be like smoking cigarettes or drinking too much or even like, fuck man, watching porn (laughs) or stuff like that. you have a friend who is fully addicted to porn? Yeah, and that's a shit, that that is shitty. fucking retarded, but like... And it literally affects people though, you know what I mean? Like... You this don't really think of it. It's like, oh, whatever, watch porn a couple of times, then, like, people literally are fully addicted to it, and that yeah. shit fucks their life up. A hundred percent. And that's, like, this is what it literally comes down to, man, is your lifestyle. Yeah. It's, like, it's literally everything that you're feeding yourself, whether it's, like, food, what you're watching, what you're listening to. It's literally everything. It's the environment that's all around you and all inside of you. And it's impossible to escape. Yeah, it's know, impossible. You can't go anywhere. No, you can go. You can put yourself you go in a hospital. Yeah, don't <laughs> recommend. <laughs> don't recommend that at all, man. Um, one question I did have was, going into the hospital, did you have a belief that they, like, I was curious how you felt going in. Like, would they be able to fix you? Did you have a belief that it was all like going to be okay, and they knew what they were doing? And then leaving, do you have a different view on, like, what they do in the hospital or how? Oh, yeah. When I went, when I got in, I was like, I'm f- I'll am be fixed. It's whatever. It didn't really hit me until, like, ICU hit. And that's when I was like, holy fuck, I'm actually sick. Yeah. And then, and then I had the mental breakdown. I thought I was going to die and all this, yeah. but. And at initial thought, like at Langley, like at the very start of it all, I was like, this is probably just something that I ate or I thought, I thought it was food poisoning at first. And I was like, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll be healthy by tomorrow. I'll go to work and continue my regular life. But after seeing what had happened, I wouldn't say that I'm, I've been healed or that I'm healthy again, but like (laughs) you're alive. I'm alive. A hundred percent. I appreciate that. But at the same time, it's like the shitty part about it is there's not enough info on it Mm -hmm. for them to be like, Oh, this is what you have. Take this, this, and this. And at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't, I don't want to be taking a pill every day. No, that's the shittiest thing to me. 
and I don't want to, because I am. I have to take two, um, what's it called? Penicillin. I have to take two 300 milligram penicillin tabs every day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And that's my immune system. Mm-hmm. So it's like this quality of life isn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Like I can't complain about my life at all, mm-hmm. but it's not sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's where I wouldn't. Hospitals, like in my opinion, are great for keeping someone life. alive. Like, or if you something like that happens, yeah, they can keep you alive, Patch, yeah. get you alive, do that kind of thing. But yeah, um, I just don't think that's how the body works. No, even even you know, it's it's very reductionist. Even the fact of thinking like how are, how they're going to narrow it down to what happened to you. Yeah. And for me, I had the same thing. It sounded like you actually weren't too worried about really getting an answer. No. Like you said, you know, whatever. It's just kind of like, I don't expect one. But for me, I did because that's how I thought it worked. It's like, you're supposed to know. So what the fuck happened? That's why you're there. And I still don't have an answer to what happened to me either. Like, obviously, I was suffering from... um, I don't even know what the fuck, like, but obviously I was really severe anxiety, panic attacks, mental stuff, but that was just, like, I don't know why. It doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? And and for you, but I thought with the doctors and stuff that they would be able to give that. Like a surefire answer, Yeah, right? and now I, I just, don't, after all the stuff I've done, like, <laughs> that's not how the body works. Like, no. how could they give you an answer? Think about how you lived and how I lived. Yeah. We were the exact same. Smoking, drinking, stressing. How can you narrow that down to like one thing in the body? Like there's just Crazy. there's just so much going wrong in yeah. you at that time that it's it's so many things. I don't think it's really a, a, a thing to narrow no. it down. And then even the pills and all that stuff, like you say, you don't want to be on them. Like I fully agree. Like. I think sometimes you do need to take them to stabilize on like what you're oh, yeah. doing, right? Like you, you kind of have this year where they're going to, they're keeping you good, but it's also a year where you can start to implement all these new habits like you yeah. are and going that way. Whereas people don't normally even do that. Like I know so many people on pills like you are right now, not the same scenario. No, but they're, but on, they're on something, but they're not trying anything else. They just think that's, fine that's what you this do is now. life now yeah you just take this pill and it'll be good and that's pretty crazy because i don't at all believe a pill really fixes anything i don't i think it just kind of prolongs it yeah you take tylenol for pain mm-hmm. eventually you're gonna have to take another one if it's still there right yeah it doesn't really fix anything no. it's really just a mask or a exactly kind of cover up for and a that's that's how i feel about certain things like i I don't believe you need a pill for a sore back. <laughs> yeah, no. Me. I don't believe you need a pill for sore feet. Try, like, as ridiculous as it's going to sound, try some CBD. Yeah. Try anything. fuck anything, man. Like, you know how detrimental taking a pill is to your stomach and everything? Mm-hmm. And that's, in like, your internal organs? Even just Advil and basic stuff yeah, like man, that. Yeah, man, it's, it's so awful. Bad. Like look into look into something that doesn't involve a hospital where it's like we're gonna give you this and then we're gonna give you that and then we'll see how this happens. It's like do it yourself. Take yeah. like take control of that situation, man. Like be proactive in what you wanna do. And it's just it's crazy to see it's crazy to see it and it's crazy to see where I was at before and then it's crazy to have the outlook that I have now because it's 
It's not like I've changed a whole lot because I wouldn't say I have changed. <laughs> I would just say that like I'm improving myself. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just putting out a better me every day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it's a lot harder to do that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, my goal is to be healthy, happy, and just be living my life the way that I'd, I'd want. And for a lot of people, it's hard for them to do that because of the lifestyle that they fucking live. (laughs) They'll never be the best version of them or they'll never have that opportunity Mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah. So I just don't, I I don't, I don't know where, where to go with that. (laughs) Um, well, I think, I don't know. That's pretty much your whole story. All the, all the stuff. Um, I mean, we've pretty much gone over where you're going with it now. Like you're yeah. gonna, you're going to be doing that for a year. You you don't know what's going to happen after and no. during the year. You're going to keep with your habits and um. It's all you can really do, try man. Some new stuff. You just got to literally like, you got to work at it. Mm-hmm. This shit doesn't come easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, putting the effort in and keeping it going. Yeah, well, I think it's an awesome story. Um, Thanks, man. Fuck, it's, like, pretty crazy how that <laughs> shit can happen, like, kind of just out of nowhere. And yeah. um, I don't know, man. It's just inspiring for other people to, to make a change and see what's what's happened or what can happen. You yeah. know, it's nice to share that for others to relate or know, like, you know, maybe it stop, maybe it, uh, you know, maybe it helps someone make a change before they hit something like that. Well, um, and that's kind of the, the goal is, like, straight up, man. Like, Or even for other people to hear who maybe have experienced something similar and maybe yeah. they even have some they advice or, or something right um it's kind of just real it's realistically for everybody to relate whether it you know yeah and it's not like yo this happened to me i'm i'm way worse than you are it's like no man it's like this is a community we're trying to build of like good mental health good lifestyle being active and all this stuff mm-hmm. like it's yeah. crazy to it's crazy to see where we can take this mm-hmm and how well we can and good we can make like a solid community out mm-hmm. of it. Because the goal isn't to be pointing fingers at people. The goal is to be like, yo, are you okay? What can we help you? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I've, I've, the point you said about the comparing thing, um, about whose situation is worse. Yeah, it's I, not what it's about. I really like, uh, you know, I really noticed that it doesn't matter. Like I used to do that a lot where... Yeah. I would meet with people or someone would tell me about their anxiety or I'd hear about someone else's story. I'm like, well, that's not nearly as bad as mine was. Exactly. But then you I'm put like, in a box. But, I, but then I realized that you don't know that. Like, exactly. Like you, you never know how somebody else is feeling. And just because I'm used to dealing with certain things that, that might affect somebody more, like just because something smaller to me happened to someone else, it could be the biggest deal of their life. Exactly. And they could feel the exact same way off something that I think is nothing, but it actually was like insanely life changing or threatening or whatever for them. Um, So becoming like open with that has been really, it's been cool because now I don't have to fucking deal with that stupid shit anymore. Think like that. And, um, well, not only that, you build a community of trusting people Mm -hmm. that you can always go to. You'll, you'll never have to hit a rock bottom. You always have that support Mm -hmm. with you right so that's what the main goal is yeah it'd be awesome to start like kind of building the community here and getting people and all connecting and helping out and seeing what comes of it then you don't have to hit the rock bottom pal (laughs) no hopefully nobody does (laughs) exactly
change it all. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, well, I guess that's the end of it. You got any last words you want to say or any advice or... Be smart. <laughs> Be smart. <laughs> Be smart, man. Like, yeah. Listen you to know yourself. what's right and wrong. Yeah, yeah, listen to your body. Stay in tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third eye chakra, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that's awesome. Well, yeah, man, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for on. having it me, man. Sweet. Yeah. I appreciate it. Awesome. Okay, thanks.